0: The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I have a 6-year-old son, and I am at the end of my tether with him. My husband and I are constantly being pulled in at his school for his bad behavior. He constantly tells lies. And now he's stealing. He stole 20 pounds, she's from England, just the other day. I know that amount means nothing to him, but only today he stole a mobile phone from a good friend of mine. Also, he has a habit of commenting that my husband is looking at other women. If he were in my family, he would be right, but I love it. It's fun. I'm not threatened by it. Um, Whether it be on TV or someone passing by, the other day he told me that Daddy told him that he wanted another better woman, and he said that I was fat. I know my husband wouldn't say that. Today, while out of Friends, he commented that my husband was looking at my friend's daughter. I was mortified. And my husband didn't know what to say as the poor girl is only 13 and even she was annoyed by it. I don't know what to do anymore. I've spoken to my health visitor but found her to be unprofessional, and I don't have much faith in her. I'm so fed up, and I wonder if maybe there's something I'm doing wrong. I have a 3-year-old son at home also, and I'm afraid that my 6-year-old son's behavior will rub off on him. I'm hoping you can give me some advice. Well, I would first try to get a therapist for your son right away. I know you're in England. Or if even family therapy to see if you can get to the core issue here. You can go to the Academy of CT, org, all one word, and perhaps you can find a cognitive therapist in England. I know there are some there. So, Um, you're asking me three main questions. What causes my son's behavior? Will it rub off on my three-year-old? And is it me? Am I doing something wrong? Well, first, kids are responsible for their own behavior. This is from Stanton Samenow's book, which I recommend getting. It's on my website, drkenner.com. The book is titled, Before It's Too Late, you want to catch kids before they build these into their character, these very bad choices they're making. He says, children, this is a quote, children become antisocial by choice. Lying, fighting, stealing, and other forms of destructive behaviors are willful acts, unquote. Meaning, kids can choose. Kids make choices from a very young age. Did, I ta- Did you take that cookie from the cookie jar? The kid can either say, yes, I did, or no, Joey took it. You know, blame it on a brother. Uh, So kids are making choices from very young ages, and that's what we're trying to do as parents is to help civilize them, to help them learn virtuous choice-making, being honest, having integrity, uh, thinking for yourself, uh, just making yourself rational into a good person. So... um, In terms of blaming yourself, you may hold some role in this. You may be one of those very permissive parents who lets the kid really walk all over you like a doormat, and you're afraid to say anything because you're so paralyzed by guilt that you may have done something wrong. Or you may be one of these very controlling parents, so controlling that the kid is lustfully wanting to rebel against you. Uh, you may be saying, say yelling, screaming, uh, hitting him, punishing him in ways that are ineffective. Punishment doesn't work. You need the natural consequences, which are actually punishment, but much more effective. For that, I recommend another book for you. And the book is How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. That's on my website, drkenner.com, by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. That's what I would call the Bible of child-rearing. It's phenomenally good. I would not have been the parent I was had I not read that book. Uh, if you're worried about sibling issues, rubbing off on your younger child, then um, you want to be aware that um, that... Parents can do a lot of things that create sibling rivalry. They can... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. (laughs) I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a Serious Romance Guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Parents can do a lot of things that create sibling rivalry. They can make comparisons. Why can't you be more like your sister? Why can't you be more like your brother? Your brother got A's in schools. I'm not getting any phone calls from your brother. Uh, It's just very annoying, and it escalates the behavior, and it paints the child in a corner, in a role that's hard to break from, in the bad kid role. So if you want to break out of a role, Chapter 6 in that book is Excellent in helping you do that, um, but again, you need to you need to educate yourself. And you do not want kids who start to get into trouble. Like to split people, they like to to pit mom against dad. Well, daddy told me I can do this. Why can't I do it, mommy? Or to try, they they're always trying to cause trouble between the parents. Uh, it's like divide and conquer the parents. So you don't want to let that happen. If you and your husband both read uh... these books that i've recommended before it's too late siblings without rivalry and how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk you will be so much better armed and more eager to parent and because you'll be a knowledgeable parent and here's a little more from dr kenner i told a guy i love him what i meant to say was Oh, I love that. But I got so caught up that I yelled out, oh, I love you. And then all of a sudden, he got this look on his face like Indiana Jones running from the big ball. Well, uh, Roz, do you love him? No, but I said it, so he should have said it back. It's just polite. There is no more emotionally charged phrase in the language than I love you. Some people are just incapable of saying it. It makes them too vulnerable. And are you very careful with whom you say that to? Or are you one of those people who has diarrhea of, I love you, I love you, I love you? You say it to anyone, everyone, and it becomes meaningless. It wipes out the significance of it. But you could also be the other type of person who never says it. And partly it may be because you don't value yourself. Because, again, my favorite author, Ayn Rand, author of The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, said, To say I love you, one must first be able to say the I. That's from The Fountainhead. Now I'm paraphrasing that. But you need to have self-esteem. You need to be able to value yourself. And then you can look out and say, oh, this person is worthy of me. This person is someone who comes at the world the way I do. It's just, this person has this, is a soulmate. They share my values. And you value that in them. Then you have visibility with one another, and that's absolutely wonderful. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Communicating well about day-to-day living preferences and how you'll divide up household responsibilities helps avoid typical tensions and resentments. Communicating well is indispensable for making yourself lovable and making your love relationship work. There are numerous books on the market that give couples practice and communication skills, and most therapists are well-trained to teach these. It's a mistake to think that either you're born with these skills or that you're hopeless. They are learnable skills. Partners can have fun learning them together. Making yourself lovable is an essential and exciting investment in your romantic happiness. You can download Chapter One for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.